Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to Sully Baseball Daily, the podcast we talk about baseball 365 days a year. Unless it's a leap year, then we're going to do another one. I've been doing this every single day since October 24th, 2012. It's now the 16th day of January 2017. I almost said 2016 again. And I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I'm recording this from Sully Baseball Studio in Pasadena, California, overlooking the historic Rose Bowl. And Pasadena, California is the hometown of Jackie Robinson. By the way, it is, you know, there's the expression of, like, it's how long are you still going to write the previous year on your checks? I have a kind of a variation of this. It's, it's January 16th, and I'm still writing 2016 on my podcast. Uh, yeah, I'm in Pasadena, and this is where there's a memorial to Jackie Robinson here and his brother Mac Robinson, who was a, uh, a an Olympian. And this is not where Jackie was born, but this is where he grew up. His mother moved him out of Georgia, didn't want him to grow up in the Deep South when he was born. Uh, it's certainly understandable, and raised him in Pasadena, where... She felt he would get a better chance, and and it's hard to argue with the results. It is, it's of course, Dr. King Day. There's there's a little movement, I guess, in some places to call it Great Americans Day or something like that, to have it not specifically referred to Dr. King, but to have it referred to all great Americans. And that's one of those things that is like, yes, there's probably some good intentions in there, but... No, I think Dr. King can have his own day. I think that that's okay. I think we should be fine with that. We should be honoring Dr. King pretty pretty much should not be controversial at this point. You know, sometimes you have to point to specific things too. You know, everything matters. Yes, but today we're focused on this. We're focused on this person. They deserve a day. You know, you could point a you could draw a direct line from the integration of baseball to the beginning of the changings of minds towards civil rights i think it's one of the things that makes sports so vital is it can change people's minds because of the binary quality that sports has did you win did you lose did this person help you win did this person help you lose well this player helped me win even though the player looks different than me. There's something going on in the background, by the way. Someone's car alarm, or I don't know what it is. Maybe someone has a driving a boat up the street, like Fitzcarraldo. I don't know what's happening. But if you hear that in the background, I have no control over it. But, you know, Jackie led to Martin. Martin led to the civil rights movement and making the world a better place. Is it perfect now? Hell no. But it's moving. It it moves the right direction, even though there are always people out there who try to move it in the wrong direction. If anyone has a problem with anything I'm saying or thinks what I'm saying is political, um, wow. Uh, Tomorrow's podcast is about the Texas Rangers and what they should do with their pitching staff. So why don't you just skip onto that show, okay? But it is one of the good things that happens with sports. It is one of the good things that happened where baseball was a leader. And you saw that the integration of baseball made the sport better. This is not an opinion. This is a fact. It made it better because it made the 
talent pool deeper, made the talent pool wider. You went and brought the best players in. The best players got a chance got a chance to play. They weren't excluded for reasons that were not their uh, talents. But we saw that this was not something that happened instantly. It wasn't like Jackie joins the the Dodgers, Larry Doby d- joins the Indians, and all of a sudden the, the floodgates open and every every player is picked for the content of their their talents. No, it took a while. It took a long while, and you could argue it still is going on. You know, that there was, most of the time it was, okay, we'll bring a superstar in if they're black, but, you know, if they're a utility infielder, if they're a relief pitcher, you know, the, you know, well, we'll still go with the white guy in that. And it took, it really took a long time to start to see that happen, to start to see mediocre players play. And there was continued form of a segregation. Now, one of the things that we should also celebrate and we should honor. You know, when you start seeing people from an era starting to pass away, it means that a long-gone era is, is fading into obscurity. And I think it's important to keep history alive. We have to learn from history, we have to acknowledge history, and we have to see the results of history. We have to see results of how we have gotten better and also results of how things could regress. Now, Hamtrak Stadium, do you know where that is? I hope I'm pronouncing it right. It, there was a, uh, Hamtrak Stadium is in, uh, in, again, and please forgive me, I've never physically been there. I've read about it, and I've never physically been there. But on uh, last week, it received the National Park Service of African American Civil Rights Grants for pre-developed planning. And it is one of only five Negro League ballparks that still exist. It's in uh, Detroit. It's in Michigan. And it was the home of the Detroit Stars. Now, I remember a few weeks ago, I had on um, Vanessa Ivy Rose, who's the granddaughter of Turkey Stearns the former star of the Detroit Stars, Hall of Famer, Negro League star, and this was his main stadium, this was his home park. And parts of it still exist. It's not sitting there ready for an expansion team to come in, but it is. it exists to the point where the grandstands are still there, field is still there, and it's it's going to be hopefully refurbished and and rebuilt to a degree as a place for people to play. I'd love it to be a place where, you know, little leaguers and, and high school teams could play, and you could play on the same field that Hall of Famers once played on and where a high level of play was. But also, as a way to honor the people who, were, who showed the ingenuity and the imagination to say, okay, you are excluding us, so we will create our own league. We will create a league and play at such a high level that eventually you won't be able to ignore us, which is what the Negro Leagues were. They were people, not just players. They were executives. They were managers. They were coaches. They were scouts. They were trainers. All the slots were filled by the people who could not be let into the majors simply because their ancestry was wrong. So, 
instead of cowering, they succeeded, which is, in many ways, kind of a libertarian point of view, isn't it? It's kind of a free market point of view. This should be embraced by the conservatives left and right, this notion of, all right, fine, we'll make our own business, we'll make our own money, we'll find our own fans, we'll find ways to succeed, we'll travel to places you're not traveling, we'll put lights up and play at times that you're not playing, we'll put together a product that eventually you won't be able to ignore. And that ingenuity, that toughness, is something that should be celebrated. And it should be celebrated in a place like Hamtruck Stadium in Michigan. But it also should be a reminder. It should be a reminder of bad things that happened too. We were capable of telling someone, you can't play a game because of your pigmentation you can't play with us because of something you have no control over you are in this category therefore by definition we are putting you in a lower position than us and it wasn't that long ago do you know how you know it wasn't that long ago there are people still alive who played in the Negro Leagues. This is not some far-off event that happened centuries ago. People played in this league. There are not many of them, but they're still breathing in oxygen and breathing out carbon dioxide. And they are, you know, the last Negro Leaguer to play in the Major Leagues was Henry Aaron. Henry Aaron is still with us. He still has all his faculties. You know, there's every year you see more and more players pass away from that era. And it probably makes it more and more important to communicate and reach out and to to honor them while they're still with us. President Obama had several of them, several Negro League greats over the last couple of years come to the White House and be honored. But it's a reminder that, listen, this shows what we're, the quality of good that we have and the quality of bad at the same time. Our bad qualities forced us to happen. Our good qualities made it a positive thing. And when we reflect on the reason to have a Dr. King Day, we reflect on the reason to sit back and, 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 and study our history and apply it to today. Look at the events that are happening today and try to understand what have we learned and what have we not learned. And come to the conclusions based on whatever our ideologies are, based on whatever side of the aisle politically you are, if anyone writes to me saying, don't do it, there's another crazy political one. If you think this is political, then that's a you issue. Me saying that having America and our culture and who we are be open for the best people, no matter what their background is, to succeed. And to have it be that you have to, you have, to have the goods. You know, you have to be able to do it. But 
if you are, if you have shown that you can do it, if you show that you can succeed, then we go with the best people and we allow, we, we put them on a path to succeed without discrimination, without prejudice. If that's too political for you, then man, oh man, you need to go to a therapist immediately. So I'm glad that Hamtrick Stadium is going to be preserved. Because we need to preserve our history. Not all of our history is disposable. And a lot of times you see history being rewritten subtly. You see history be like whitewashed or sort of downgrade, this wasn't so bad, that wasn't so bad. There's actual people out there who have tried to make the argument that slavery wasn't so bad. I mean, that's, I mean, that's psychotic. But they're out there. So you don't let them. You show what the past brought us, both in terms of good and bad. It makes it better. It makes the quality of our country better. It makes the quality of our life better. And always be suspicious of people talking about how good the good old days were. Always be suspicious of nostalgia overtaking our emotion and overtaking our ability to judge quality. Things were better then. Those were the good old days. Really? Really? When you think about people waxing nostalgic for the 50s, for example. And I look back, and I'm sure there were some great things about the 50s for certain demographics. But I also saw a lot of people fighting for their rights and being met with violence simply for fighting for what many of us take for granted. I'm sure it was not great to be a woman in the 50s. I'm sure it wasn't great to be non-white in the 50s. I'm sure it was unbearable to be a homosexual in the 50s. You know, you look at the best qualities of a time and you're nostalgic for it. But that goes beyond just political stuff. Movies. Television. Oh, when I was growing up, movies were the best. Really? They were? Sure. Like if I was saying the movies when I grew up. When I grew up, we had great movies. We had Raiders of the Lost Ark. We had... Back to the Future, we had Bull Durham, we had RoboCop, we had these, RoboCop is a great movie, that's not a joke, you know, great, great movies came up when I was growing up, and now we have garbage, yeah, we, we had garbage movies when I was growing up, we just remember the good ones, we just remember the good ones, we selectively cut out, my day, the players were great, my days, the players were fantastic, you quality of the players now were better. The quality of the baseball now was better. You want the era that you grew up in to be the best era, because that's the one that you attach the emotion to. Don't tell me that this player was better. That I saw Andre Dawson play, and he's better than anyone playing today. Really? You're just assigning emotion to nostalgia. You're just saying that you want the era that you grew up in to be the best. And you're cutting out all of the badness because you want to remember the goodness. Be suspicious of the good old days. Be suspicious of how we look at our past. 
We need to have the occasional landmarks, like Hamtrick Stadium in Michigan, to remind us, it wasn't always great. We need to learn from this. This is why we study history. This is why we have to know our history. So we don't repeat it. So we build on the positive things. Positive things did happen in every generation. In every decade. And crappy things happen in every generation, in every decade. We get better because we take the good parts, we build on those, and we see the bad parts, we say, we're not going to do that again. We learn from that mistake. We learn that that was wrong. And someone from a previous generation may not understand that it's wrong. And they become the old person who sits at a family reunion, still spouting out lots of garbage from their time. And you, what you do, everyone nods politely, and they let them spew their stuff. Because the implicit understanding is soon they'll be dead. And we can move on. We, as baseball fans, have learned that the quality of the game is better when we allow people from all different parts of the world, different parts of the country, different backgrounds and everything, to play as long as they're the best players. If you list of the players, we need to get some players on this team. You know, I talk about the, the Rangers tomorrow, and I'll very casually bring up you, Darvish, Cole Hamels. I'll bring up, you know, players on the team who are of different you know, backgrounds, of different ethnicities. And we won't even come to say, well, you know, I'd like them to bring in a player like, you know, Ruby De La Rosa, but man, do they really, can they have someone who's Latin on their team play with someone like you, Darvish, who is Iranian and Japanese on their team? You know, like a typical Iranian-Japanese player. No! You talk about who's the best person to play on this team. And that shows an improvement from the way things used to be. There are no leagues in America only for Asians and only for Latin players and only for black players. There is a league where they want all the best players. That's an improvement. That shows that we're better than the good old days. That shows that we're making progress from the good old days. But there's stuff we got to do. It has to keep going. It is not over. And it is not a time to be complacent. We have to always look at ourselves. We have always have to look at what we can do as humans in this community to make it better. And that will mean strife, that will mean arguments, that will mean disagreements. But do you know what? That's not a bad thing. Because if in the end, we're going to look back at the 2010s in 20, 30 years from now and go like, man, we've made some big strides from them. They were doing some really crappy things back then. And I very well may be the old person at the family reunion who like, oh, just let Sully talk. Let Sully talk. He's from a different era. But if I'm doing that, do me a favor and turn on the baseball game. Because 20, 30, 40 years from now, I'm still going to be watching it every single day. 
And I'll be doing a podcast every single day probably too. So happy Dr. King Day. If you're in Michigan, check out Hamtrak Stadium. If I'm mispronouncing it, please, please forgive me. I've never physically been there. Maybe someday I will. But for now, go to sullybaseball.com. Like me on Facebook, subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, Instagram. I'm everywhere. The music is by Ted Thacker and Patrick Kaliski. Celebrating Dr. King Day and taking a look at what we've done and where we're going. This has been the Sully Baseball Daily Podcast for the 16th day of January 2017. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully.